came down here to win championships. Not one, championships. Not LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number seven of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, I have one other battered fan today, Mr. Daniel Solana. How are you doing, sir? I mean, the Heat were one are, are one in three since the last time we talked, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am cool, calm, and collected. Triple C. <laughs> you know what's funny is that the all the Heat fans that I've spoken to. Over this, I guess, small losing streak, they all seem to say the same thing. I'm okay. I'm not too worried, and it, and it's a nice uh, uh, breath of fresh air that people aren't hitting that panic button after a three game losing streak. Uh, but I mean, we're gonna get into it. But before we do, I I know we usually get into the game specifically, but I just wanted now that the the opening round of that in season tournament is over, I wanted to get your overall assessment before we start talking about the regular season games that we just watched. So, I mean, it, it, I'm glad that you talked about, you know, that we brought it up at the beginning because I actually had some conversations yesterday with some of the season ticket holder representatives. They're right outside my section. So I see them every time where I go in and they, they ask me my opinion. Hey, as a season ticket holder, how did you feel about the NCAA tournament? And I gave them my opinion, the one I gave uh, on the last show that I said, you know, they should shorten the season and play against European teams. And they're like, man, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. But I told them, I said, I mean, look, I think at first I didn't like it. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, Danny. I was at the game yesterday. It was the first in-season game I went, like in-season tournament game I went to. The court is not as bad as I trashed it. So let's start by there. The court okay. is not as bad as I trashed it. It looks really nice in person. The red on TV just doesn't, make, just doesn't do it justice. But in person, okay. it's really, really nice. Number one. Number two, I thought I would be okay with, like, not advancing. Um, but I find myself... As a Heat fan, I'm pissed, man. I am pissed. Like it would have been nice. Not only that, but like the games they gave us, like we got Cleveland, and you know, and we got you know, the Knicks, the, the oh, and the Knicks away. And it's like, damn, man. Like really? I mean, I don't know. I I, I much. I don't know. I, I would have rather just been in the next in the you know in the next. Uh, sorry, we got the Raptors. That's what they gave us. The Raptors yeah, the away. Raptors. The Raptors away, and then and then we got the, the Cavs at home Wednesday and Friday. But I'd much rather be in that in that next round, the knockout round of the tournament, especially with the teams that are in there, man. I saw that, you know, Boston, you know, Milwaukee was in there. The Knicks yeah, the, made it. That's right, as a wild card. That's right. The Knicks made it as a wild card. So I mean, it would have just been really, really cool to be in there. And I mean, um, I was listening to Kyle Lowry yesterday. They had him. They interviewed him after the game, and he said, "Man, you know." He's pissed. You know, they they wanted to be the first team to win the tournament. I mean, that's historical, right? So, yeah. unfortunately, you know, we don't get that chance uh, to win it. But, you know, it'll be cool now to see the, how, how the rest of the tournament plays out, right? Um, I thought it was crazy that they announced all the matchups uh, like at 1.45 in the morning last night. Well, that's when the games ended in the West Coast. That go They were waiting for that Golden State game to end. Yeah, I, I woke up like at four because I'm like an old guy. You know, you got to pee in the middle of the night after you turn 35. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, I grabbed my phone and I, I, you know, I saw, you know, the Knicks are in and I saw, you know, the matchups. And I mean, I'm kind of excited, man. Even though the Heat are out, I'm kind of now excited about it. So, um, you know, overall, I, I'm pleased with the tournament. I think, you know, I, I think it's actually pretty cool. I, th I also agree. I thought that it was cool and... 
I think, and I, I, mean, I could be wrong, right? But like, I feel like during the regular season, it's so long. The regular season is so long that I think players kind of just kind of go through the motions unless it's a big matchup. And I think that it's it's a possibility, right? I haven't heard any players say it, but when they see the court and they know that there's something to kind of sort of play for, they might get a little, a little more for these games. Like I, th- I thought like, like yesterday's game, and I know we're going to get into it later, but that Heat Bucks game, that game was awesome. And it probably would have been awesome if it wasn't an in-game tournament, uh, in-season tournament. But I think that it might add a little bit. It's like, I, I kind of want to win this game. I kind of want to make it to the next round. I kind of want to go to Vegas. So um, I, I, I think I, I liked it. But I did want to know, what did you think about the whole um, the tiebreaker where it's yeah, the point well, differential? I, I wanted to get into that. So that kind of sucks because, you know, you, you know the, the point differential kind of screwed the heat over. So, like, we were watching the game. And even though, you know, we were talking about it with, you know, my, my friends that sit around me, um, mm-hmm. you know, even though if we would have won by five or by four or whatever, it didn't matter. We weren't going to go through anyways because of how the point differential would have worked out. The heat would have ended up without, without the wild card. He had to win yesterday. I think by 28 points, if they wanted to make it to the next round, you know, after the Knicks won by, I think it was 18. So, I mean, I, we were following the Knicks game on the, you know, on my phone and all that and kind of doing the back and forth. So it was yeah. cool because, you know, you don't usually do that. You're not usually following other games while you're at the arena. So here we are following another game and you're like, shit, man, the, you know, the Knicks are winning. This is sucks. You know, now they're blowing them right. up. This is even worse. But, you know, you still had a good game, even though, you know, we weren't going to advance. It was cool. And it was, it was just, it just brought a different, you know, atmosphere. Like, it's almost like, you know, you have your fantasy football team and it gives mm-hmm. you, you know, something to watch all the other games for, you know? And so that that's what that's I where I think it, it was cool, um, you know. But in, what do you think about, sense. like, the coaches and some players complaining that they didn't like that some players were trying to run up the score at the end? Because I, I personally don't mind it. Me but, neither. I mean, I think it's all it's all part of the game, right? I mean, they all yeah. say all's fair in love and basketball. So, um, you know, and I'm not taking that from the movie. I mean, I, I, I truly, <laughs> truly believe that. And I think that's true in any sports. I think if you let your foot off the gas pedal, it's more of disrespectful to the to the to your opposition than if yeah. you leave your foot on the gas pedal. I would rather you continue giving me your best than, you know, drop, you know, drop your level. You know, and to me, that, that would be an embarrassment to me if you drop the level against me. I agree, and there there was a, a four way tie for that wild card, the one that the Knicks actually got. They had a plus thirty something point differential. Then it was Orlando behind them with a plus twenty one, and then the Brooklyn Nets with a plus twenty. And I remember I was thinking to myself that that point differential is kind of crazy because I know the Knicks won by like ten points, but the difference between Orlando and the Nets was one point. And if you watch that last Nets game that they played against, uh, I want to say it was Toronto. One of the Toronto Raptor players hit a three that nobody was guarding him with like a second left in the game after they had already basically lost by like 12 points. And that could have knocked them out. And, you know, like it, it's it's really crazy the way that point differential thing works out. And um, I mean, it didn't end up mattering, but it would have probably been a talking point. But I, I don't mind it. I don't mind them playing against until the final whistle. Like I get that they want to just kind of just pound the ball until the clock runs out. But I, I enjoy them. Keep playing. Keep playing. I, it's entertaining to me, and I, I, I personally don't mind it. And um, I'm glad to hear that you don't either. But there might be some changes coming up next year. Uh, the one thing I will tell you that I have somewhat of an issue with, and, and you know, it, it, we're going to probably get into it when we talk about the individual games. But you know, going into that Knicks game, um, you know, it's it's an in season tournament game, and you know, you know, you're up big, and you know, then the Knicks come back, and then you know, you're you know, you have a chance to tie it at the end, right? 
mm-hmm. it's an in-season tournament game, why is Jimmy Butler taking a three-pointer? You know, if it mattered so much to Jimmy Butler, then why wouldn't he drive it to the basket? You know, we, we were in the penalty at that point. You know, we could have gotten, you know, free throws. So those are some of the decisions. And I kind of mentioned that, to you know, to my season ticket rep yesterday. I was like, those are the decisions that, you know, might affect certain players. Like a player like Jamal Kane or, you know, uh, a Swider, uh, you know, somebody like a Drew Smith who's on, uh, you know, maybe a non-guaranteed contract or something like that. It's going to benefit you. Winning, right, right. It's going to benefit you because it's half a million dollars, man. It's oh, yeah. half, a, half a mil, you know, clean. Um, so, so those guys, and I saw Jamal Kane giving it his all yesterday. I mean, you saw, I mean, hundred percent, yeah, all these kids yeah, for sure. Yeah, yesterday was awesome, man. Yesterday was one probably, even though you know they lost, and we will get, we're going to get into it. It was probably one of the most fun games I've been to in a while. Well, we played four games since we last recorded, and there's only only two games to really get into, right? So we could just run through the through the first one, which was the Cavs. The Cavs, Bam didn't play. Cal Lowry became vintage Cal Lowry. It's like if if we could get this Cal Lowry every once in a while, I mean, I understand like you expected towards the back end of his contract for him to kind of look, you know, just old and and over the hill. But if he's showing up like this. He was in that game. He was what nine for fifteen. He scored twenty eight points, at seven for ten from three. Like he was balling. Jimmy wasn't forcing the situation, but he had nine assists. I mean, all in all, it was a dominant performance. I know that Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing, and they were on the second night of a back to back, but that was the most dominant win so far this year. And I mean, not, not too much to really talk about at that point. At that point, you're just feeling good about the way the season's going. Absolutely. I mean, at that point. You know, we were uh, we were just happy to to be able to chill uh, for once. Um, every you know, it seems like every single game so far this season has been a nail biter, a nail biter to the end, or you know, losing a big lead in the fourth quarter, or coming back from you know a, a big deficit. You know, so so there's always been something with this team. It, it was finally amazing to be able to just sit back, you know, crack open a beer on a Wednesday night and enjoy a game, enjoy a dub. And not have to sweat it out to the end. Uh, it was definitely not like that the other uh, the other few games in in the you know in this <laughs> in this stretch. And uh, I like that the NBA has finally classified what a clutch game is. Right, five points dif- a difference within the last five minutes. And the Heat so far are in third place for that this season. They played ten games that are classified as clutch games, and they are five and five in those games. So, like you said. They're always playing tight games in the fourth quarter. We're going to get into those fourth quarter struggles now. But um, that's something that needs to pick up. Because if you're going to be playing that many clutch games, you need somebody to come up big, which I guess will lead us straight into the Knicks game. Now, I told you I thought that the Knicks would beat them. In MSG, the Knicks have been looking pretty good. Jalen Brunson has been looking good. I just, I just thought that they would win. The Heat came out on fire. They took that lead, and I thought it was going to be a blowout. And when third quarter was that they were up 20-something points? Yeah, yeah, almost, I think, 21 points in the third quarter. The fourth quarter has by far and away been the Achilles heel for the Miami Heat this season. Even in that Heat blowout where they blew out the, the Cavs, usually the team that loses ends up outscoring that other team just because they're still playing their starters. You know, it's garbage time for the winning team. and But, no, they even outscored them there. But here in this game, the Heat were outscored in the fourth quarter 29 to 11. 11 points. 
What are your thoughts on that Knicks Heat game last Friday? Hey, first and foremost, you hate losing to, you know, your your rival who's at, you know, basically been irrelevant for the last 25 years. Is, so, would you, you know, say that, that that's the biggest rival for the Heat? Is it the Knicks or the Celtics? No, I would say I would say overall in my lifetime, you know, from, you know, 1988 until, you know, this year, I would say the Heat's biggest rivalry game is is the Knicks. Um, I would say maybe year to year we have maybe uh, uh, over the last five years has been the Celtics for sure. Yeah, definitely. Just because of the playoff, you know, just because of the playoff vibes and all that. But I mean, I would say other than the last few years, I mean, really, it really has to be Heat Knicks. When you go to that arena, I mean, Heat Knicks, it's usually 50 50, Um, you know, sometimes 60 40 on the Knicks side. And that's kind of what we saw, uh, I think, in this year's game. There was a lot of Knicks fans there. So um you know it's it's just it, it is what it is um sorry i i, I mistake that was the la game that, that there was a lot of la fans we haven't played the knicks at home yet but um you know it's just a it's a rivalry game to me it's it, you know it's a game where you know even though like i said the knicks have been irrelevant they've won one what one playoff series or two playoff series in the last 20 something years um it's just a team you hate to lose to and especially in that way you were completely dominant for you know 36 minutes and then you completely just I mean, they just took the floor from under you. I don't know what it was. You know, the the, the Knicks just got on a hot streak, and they, they, they you know, they just rode the hot streak. You know, Jalen Brunson got hot in the fourth. Uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, he found his, his you know, his his shot in the fourth as well. And, you know, the team got hot, and the Heat, you know, they had a stretch. I think it was like four and a half minutes. They didn't score. Um, and you can't do that against teams uh, like the Knicks, especially teams that, that, that are streaky like the Knicks. So, you know, it happens. It sucks um but you know even though they lost there are a lot of positives out of, out of that game and i hate to, to be that guy you know the you know the moral you know high ground guy but you know the, there was a, i think a moral victory in, in you know in in, in the heat, in the next game absolutely absolutely i mean you, okay. you saw yeah 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 I, I mean you saw you know triple j having another you know great game 15 points Kyle Lowry having another you know overall good game 10 points 8 rebounds jay rich uh you know adding 15 points so you're seeing guys who, you know, maybe were not, uh, you know, contributing as much in the first, you know, 10, 15 games to now, you know, you're seeing them contribute a lot more. Um, and I think, you know, Triple J is getting a lot of minutes now. Um, and I think that's the biggest positive out of this this last, you know, four-game stretch is Triple J looks like the real deal, bro. And what I forgot to mention is that in that Cavs game, he hit his career high, 22 points. Like, he's hitting his groove like getting the ball in the post and like he he's a quick decision maker, which is what I like. He gets the ball and he'll decide, should I make a move? Should I pass it out? Like I, I'm really enjoying watching him because he thinks so quickly. And and I know it's very cliche at this point, but it, I think it has a lot to do with his four years in college. Like you he's, said he's ready. He's ready. You said it. That's yeah. it, man. You can tell he's just so much more mature out there than some of these other young guys. And I don't know if you heard, but, um, you know, b- behind – um, you know, Chet Holmgren and, uh, you know, one, one other player, he's, when I'm by you know, or what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wemby, person. you know, Wemby, um, you know, behind those two, he's the number three, uh, rookie, you know, of the year candidate so far. Um, and it was awesome to see him get a shot, you know, on national television last night on TNT. Um, you know, when the fact playing. that the, the announcers were calling him out, uh, was it Barkley or Shaq that were like, they were like, I really like even JJ Reddick was it today or yesterday was calling him out. Like he's getting his due, which is really cool to see. 
Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. JJ mentioned it on his podcast of you know today, and, and it's it's awesome that folks you know, and, and a lot of people are not going to see the Heat. The Heat are not on national television a lot this year, and and I understand the Heat are not uh you know not flashy, sexy. exciting team. They're not. They're not right. the sexy name. They're not the sexy team. You know, they're the hardest working, toughest, meanest, strongest you know team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. Um, but man, does it feel good to see you know this guy get his you know this this guy just get his chance and just shine in front of, you know, in front of all the spotlight. You got, you got to love it, man. You got to love it. You got to, it's a feel good story, man. Got to love it. For sure. Uh, I did want to touch on this Knicks game and not necessarily the Knicks game specifically, but just in general, the heat. We were talking about the clutch situations, right? Five points, five minutes. So I decided to come on here and check the stats for the heat in these clutch moments. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So when you look at those clutch games, as far as points scored in those five minutes, the Heat are 29th out of 30. The only team worse than them is the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons, by the way, are the worst team in the NBA. Then when you look at field goal percentage, they are third worst. Only, the only teams worse are the Clippers and the Pistons. Three-point percentage in those clutch moments. Actually, they're not as bad. I'm going to skip through that one because they're, they're 21st, which isn't great. But the one that stands out to me the most, free throw attempts. Free throw attempts, they are fourth worst. The only teams worst are the Wizards, the Pistons, and the Grizzlies. Jimmy Butler. I know that the Miami Heat aren't necessarily a team that attacks the rim. But Jimmy Butler is that guy. Jimmy Butler needs to get to the line in those clutch moments. And for them to be fourth worst, they're only averaging two free throw attempts in those last five minutes in those clutch games. That right there is the biggest problem, in my opinion. Like, Jimmy needs to be aggressive and go to the line. I've seen Jimmy play in Philly, Chicago, Minnesota. I've seen him do this his whole career. Why he's not attacking the rim right now, I'm not sure, at least in those clutch moments. I mean, I'm sure some people can can argue that he's not getting the calls. But Jimmy is an all, uh, Jimmy's a star. Jimmy will get those calls. I, I just, to me, that's the biggest issue. What look, do you think, think about you, those numbers? Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. And, and look, the Heat are in a situation they're in because they haven't won fourth quarters this season. We know that. We know that. The Heat are probably the worst team in the NBA in fourth quarters. I think they've won two or three fourth quarters out of, out of the 18 or 19 games they've played. And so that's absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. You can now winning percentage really, really kind of covered that up for them though, because that 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 winning nine out of ten, nobody was talking about it because they would build such a nice lead that they would just have to fight the teams off the last five minutes. Like, all right, Right, don't catch up. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and and I mean that's really what happened in that winning streak. You know, they would just like you said, they pad the lead and then just kind of you know play chill basketball in the fourth and hope you know that they didn't chip away at the lead. But then you run into like I said, some of these teams like the Knicks. You know, you're going to run into the Bucks. You're going to run into the better teams in the NBA where if you let them back in, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to let you, you know, you know uh, uh, what's it called? They're not going to, in Spanish, perdonarte for that, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to beat you down if you let them back yeah. into it. Unfortunately, sure. the Knicks are one of those teams, man. They have players that can get hot. Um, I was pissed after that game, man. Like I said, I was pissed. I think the you know I think the referees uh, had a little bit of effect you know at the end. Yeah, but, I mean you know, there were some I'm terrible not... calls, but but you 
Blowing that big of a lead, you can't throw it all on the refs. That's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming it on the referees. Yes, I do think some of their calls, and if we go back to the you know to the three minute report or the two minute report, I'm sure there's going to be something that was like kind of weird. But that bam, yeah, that bam you, dunk attempt. Yeah, that that they called that they called uh, uh what's it called? They didn't offensive, call anything. Offensive, yeah, they call offensive uh, interference. Did they? Uh, yeah, yeah, they call the offensive okay. interference on a bam, on a bam dunk attempt. I think, but regardless, I mean, there was just some, some, some weird plays. But look, if if you get outscored by 15, 16 points in the fourth, you don't deserve to win, man. You don't deserve. I to agree. Win. That that's the bottom line. And look, as far as as far as the free throws go, that's my that's been my biggest gripe with this team, probably for the last three four seasons. They do such a great job of getting into the penalty early in quarters, and when they do that. They don't take advantage of it, and, and especially in the fourth quarter. They're usually, if you if you go back, and if we were really to do a su- super stat check, and maybe we could do it for the next episode, but if you go back and see at what point in the fourth quarter were they in the penalty, I guarantee you they're in the penalty before five minutes in almost all their fourth quarters. Why they don't drive the ball or go down low to BAM and look for the fouls is absolutely beyond me. And and I'm sure that's something that Spo is 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 hammering on, and you know his video team is hammering on, and his coaching staff, which is a fantastic staff, is is definitely you know hammering on. But I mean, it's got to be it's it's just weird, man. In the playoffs, Jimmy would drive, wouldn't he? And in the regular season, he doesn't. So it's just weird, man. It's just it's frustrating, I guess, more than anything. Uh, I'm sure that Duncan Robinson not playing that game hurt also. I'm sure Duncan Robinson would have helped with a couple a three here or there, and. And, and kind of holding off the Knicks. But, I mean, like we said, no excuse for only scoring 11 points in the fourth quarter after scoring, was it, 87 through three quarters and just letting them score 29. It, it, it really sucked. It really sucked, especially, like you said, especially to the Knicks. But it is what it is. They lost that game. You're going to lose a couple heartbreakers. But then the next night, <clears throat> after that emotional game, they went to Barclays to play the Nets. And I felt like they just gave that game away. And I understand that, you know, you, you have to play the games out and, and the second unit can sometimes win games. But, like, if you're going to not play Jimmy, Bam, Duncan, and Tyler Heroes out, those are literally your four best players. And the Nets are, I mean, they're missing two of their top players. But for the most part, the Nets are a pretty deep team depth-wise. At home, like, you're giving that game away. And that's what it was. Like, they just got outplayed the entire game. And um, I, I thought it was a little frustrating that they were just, after a loss like that, that they would just be okay just kind of giving away another L. Did you feel like that? Or did you think, no, they, they should have had a chance to win or whatnot? I mean, again, it's it's a team that's coached by Spo. You expect them to go out there and have a chance to win. Did I think that they gave the game away? No. You know, I think the, the Heat can put out any five players that are on their roster and be able to compete any given night against any five guys on any other team. And I think we saw that last night. You know, what you know, I I do see, you know, here that, you know, essentially the Nets had all their starters in. Every one of their starters was in double digits. They just didn't have great bench play. Whereas, you know, positives for the Heat. Again, Triple J, 18-point game. So he's averaging his points. Caleb Martin finally getting back into double digits. Another big, you know, had a big game, 22 points. You got to see Cole Swider, one of the two-way guys, you know, with 11 points in garbage time or not. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you got to see some guys get minutes. Now, you know, unfortunately, Haywood Highsmith, you know, got injured. And that's not something that, you you know, you want, you know, you know to see from one of the players that has been, you know, kind of, you know, getting back into his rhythm over the last couple of weeks. Um, so that sucks. But look, you know, there's going to be games like this. That's why in the NBA – 
you're going to go through highs and lows. Unfortunately, right now, the Heat are going through a low. Um, I just don't think it's as low and we should be as worried as as maybe other people might might think we are. Or, you know, I just think, like I said, cool, calm, and collected. Nikolai Jovic finally got in in that Nets game, which is one, <clears throat> one nice part of this. Uh, he got in. He was 0 for 3 from the field. He shot 1-3, missed it. He was 1 from 2 from the free throw line. He had five fouls in 16 minutes. <clears throat> Not the best game, I would suppose. Uh, he did have six rebounds, five assists. But um, he finally got in. But he came out in an interview and said that he kind of wishes he would get some more playing time, that he requested to go to the G League so he can keep playing. What do you think about the whole Jovich thing? Look, man, he, I mean, he's going to, you know, to be a part of, of the rotation, to be a part of the rotation on a Spolstra coach team is not an easy task. Um, and I think, you know, for Jovich, uh, you know, he, he has to go back to the G League. I know he was playing well when he was down there. I saw some of the highlights, some of, you know, some of the tape from when he was down there. Um, but I think you could see it, you know, when he got in there, he, you know, he was in foul trouble right away. He got three fouls. So, you know, I think he still needs to, you know, go back down to the G League, refine his game a little bit. I think offensively, he's okay. I think where he struggles at is defensively. He's got to learn to move his feet. He's got to learn to play, you know, in the Heat's defensive system that is not, uh, you know, the easiest systems to play. And it's a, a, a system where, you know, you're constantly switching. You need to be able to cover at all positions. You need to be able to help on the weak side, you know, if you're playing, you know, on, on the weak side. And, and unfortunately, Jovic, you know, is not being able to play you know, that hard-nosed, gritty Miami Heat basketball that you need right now. Um, you know, and, and he might just benefit from, you know, having another couple more stints down in the G League. Um, I mean, you, you can tell. Look, look at Jaime Jaquez. He hasn't had any trouble just fitting in. And, I mean, look, it's two completely different players. So I think they're the same age. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 they might be, or Jovic might even be younger. So, I mean, look. Again, it's it's all about maturity and understanding the game and all that. And, and I think that's just what Jovic needs. He needs to go back down there, you know, get some more, you know, coaching, get, you know, some more defensive footwork coaching. And eventually he'll be able to crack the, you know, crack the rotation. But I just don't think he's ready yet. And I was wrong. Uh, Jaime is 22. Jovic is only 20. Man, Jovic is yeah, he's young also. All right. Yeah. Well, um, look, that that's the heat way, right? They They bring these guys in. They mold them into what they, they want a, from a Heat player, and you either fit it or you just not working out. Look, Gabe Vincent came in as a as a playmaking, a scoring point guard, and he became a three and D type of guy, and that's just kind of what the Heat do. This is what we need you to do. We're gonna work with you until you get there. You're gonna develop, and we'll either use you or you can go find somewhere else to play. So uh, I'm not. I, I look. The Heat have done it so much. I can't go against what their decisions are, even if he's frustrated. And then we go into the last game uh, that just happened last night. You were there. Heat, Bucks, TNT, last in-season tournament game. And um, it's probably one of the more entertaining games of the season so far. Like, I, I want to say it was the best so far, but I, I can't. I don't want to speak out of turn, just recency bias. But um, to me, I think right now, speaking, I think that might have been the best game so far this this year as far as entertainment value. And we didn't have uh, Jimmy playing, but Bam showed up. And I think that was probably Bam's best game of the year. It's like he wanted all the smoke from Giannis. He wanted the national limelight. And I thought that, that Bam had one hell of a game. He had 31 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. 
He shot almost 50%, 13 for 27. Um, he played 42 minutes. Like, they, they really wanted this game, and um, it didn't turn out that way. Uh, they lost another fourth quarter, outscored by 11 points. They went into the fourth quarter with the lead, and um, here we are. What did you think about last night's game against the Bucks? I mean, again, you know, disappointed because, you know, the Heat had the lead going into the fourth quarter, and again, you know, they, they got outplayed in the fourth quarter, mind you. You know, missing Jimmy Butler, um, you know, missing, you know, Haywood Highsmith, who's big on the defensive end, um, you know, and, and missing, you know, a couple other key guys, you know, might have affected that. But again, you know, like I said, I don't want to be the champion of moral victories. And I don't, you know, but again, Josh Richardson, 20 points. He was hitting three balls yesterday. I mean, he was unbelievable. You had Kevin Love, you know, with, with a couple cross, you know, cross court passes, getting rebounds. You know, unfortunately, he missed a couple open threes, which I thought, you know, would have helped. But, you know, you had Kyle Lowry again, 21 points, another vintage Kyle Lowry game. And you could see him out there, you know, just jawing it out there with, you know, with the players. It was awesome. You know, Duncan, again, showing up 13 points, Triple J, another 14. I mean, everybody really that played yesterday contributed in some way and, you know, somehow. Now, did I think the Heat were, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess – victims of of the refereeing last night absolutely man and 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 look i I like again the knicks game you can't say that because you know you know they really got outscored but yesterday's game man what in the hell what in the hell is that referee calling spo for a t4 like really really like spo is like not even known for getting t's like he wasn't even talking to the guy he was walking away he probably said something like you have to have a little bit more you know like cojones to be an nba referee and not you know call that in such a tight game like really there was a lot of questionable calls down the you know down the end there um i believe there was one call where they called a a, a charge on the heat uh it was giannis antetokounmpo setting a uh i I think a pick on somebody and and they called a charge and it was a clear block or something. It was just it was just some wishy-washy stuff yesterday. Regardless of the win or not, the Heat weren't going to advance in the tournament. But I, I think the Heat were, you know, were, were robbed last night. I really think that, that they deserve to win. They were the better team. And, you know, they just they got robbed last night. Well, I think one of the, the high points of the, of the game is the fact that the Heat started rough. I think they, they missed. They were like one for 11. Or yeah, one it, for was 12, 15, one it was 15 to 2. 15, 15 to, two, to 2 to start the game. And they came back. They took the lead. They outscored the the Bucks by twelve in the second quarter. They took the lead, like we said, going into the fourth quarter. They had the lead, and um, it was tight. Like you're missing your look. And I said it before the season. Bam has to be the best player on this team for this team to continue its success. And I think that that's what he was. But with that said, Jimmy is still a very important part of this team. Arguably the best player, and he wasn't playing. And with that said, they still managed to keep this game close. They we Heat fans can still come out and kind of complain that they should have won and maybe even that they were robbed. After that technical call, after that technical foul, and that, I mean, that should have been a, a travel on Damian Lillard. After those three points, that was the game right there. That was the, the shift. And after that, there was no coming back from that. After that, the game was basically over. But one thing I do want to say <clears throat> that I think it, it kind of hurts. Last night, Damian Lillard scored 13 points in that fourth quarter. He hit like three threes. 
that is what the Heat need. And that was the dream when the whole Damian Lillard thing was going on during the offseason because the Heat need that closer. There's been games where Bam is balling the first three quarters. And then last week, I think we said it. I forgot what game was. He took one shot in the fourth quarter. And it's like, dude, you can't do that. Jimmy, we just went over the stats for the clutch games. He's obviously not taking it to the rim if he's only taking two free throws uh, attempts in that uh, in those five minutes. Damian Lillard is that kind of player that the Heat are missing. Like you need that guy. Is is Tyler Hero that guy? I, maybe I don't. I don't see him that way. But maybe he can become that. But I think that that hurt just a little more watching Dame go to work yesterday in the fourth quarter because that is I feel like that missing piece for the Heat. And uh, and it, it kind of sucked watching him do that to the heat in the fourth quarter yesterday. So he ended up with 32 points, four for nine from three. Uh and you know he just did what his, I think he might be leading the league in, in points in the fourth quarter this year. I might have to check he, that out. He but. might be, but I'll tell you this man he it was a it was like a, a, a weirdly quiet game from Dame. Like he scored you know 31 32 points but it wasn't like you know until the fourth quarter it wasn't like you saw him you know really really affect the game at any point. Um, you know, and in the fourth, you know, he was just unstoppable hitting. As he says, everywhere. it's yeah, Dame man. time. Dame time. And and absolutely, man, he was a factor in the fourth quarter. And it sucks, man. But I'll tell you this, Danny, bro. He he showed up to the arena. I don't know if they if they or if you saw the pictures, but he showed up wearing heat colors to the arena. I don't know what that no, means. I didn't notice that. You know, <laughs> I don't know what that means, you know, or not. But, you know, he showed up wearing heat colors to the arena. And, and look, you know, can Tyler Hero be, you know, that guy in the fourth quarter? Possibly. You know, he's definitely a shot maker, um, but we're going to have to wait and see. Or are the Heat going to have to make a move, um, you know, you know, some here in the next, you know, five, six weeks and, you know, find a superstar, find another player to pair up with, you know, Bam and Jimmy um, who, who can, you know, give you that extra, you know, I guess, you know, extra points in the fourth quarter. Who's going to, you know, give Jimmy that extra hand because he can't do it by himself. And, he and does. Bam, it's like he saves himself for the playoffs, though, because he in the playoffs he does it. When you're watching that in that fourth quarter, you're like, "Jimmy got us, Jimmy got us." And, but in the regular season, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't, and it gets frustrating, man. So, you know, maybe a game like yesterday with Jimmy there, the Heat win. Um, but you know, games like yesterday where Jimmy doesn't play and and the Heat are in it and they're winning, it really makes it fun. It's a great atmosphere. I love playing the Bucks, especially when they're good, because. There's no Bucks fans in Miami, so nobody like buys tickets, and like you don't have any annoying like bandwagon fans who just became Bucks fans because Dame went there or whatever. Um, you know that always isn't that weird though. It's awful. It's awful, dude. It's no, it's, it's great. No, it was but, great, but it, it's weird because you put Giannis and Dame both on just about any other team, and like the bandwagon just fills up, but just nobody gives a crap about Milwaukee for some reason. Nah, I saw some Ray Allen jerseys. That was pretty cool. Some like. Bucks 34 oh, Ray yeah. Allen jerseys. That was yeah. pretty cool, you know. So it was nice to see some like the old school jerseys, but yeah, man, really weird. It was it was a pri- you know, primarily, yeah, I would say like 85-90% heat, you know, heat fans yesterday at the arena, which was which was really nice because you know, we don't get that anymore with the Philly fans, you know, with the Celtics fans, with the Knicks and then even the Nets fans, man. The Nets fans have been coming out lately the last couple of years as they get, you know, a better team. Um so it's refreshing when, you know, the the arena is is pro heat. Yeah, no, and look, it, the Heat ever since D Wade showed up, and because I know the Heat used to get the same rep that the Marlins and stuff get like, oh, you know, people only show up when they're winning or whatnot. But I felt like 
once that D-Wade era started, like the really faithful Heat fan really started. And look, even during the losing seasons, I think that that I think that the Heat fan is like there. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, I think know. there was only one season where uh, you know they had to close the 400s and that was a season where I'm going to throw I'm gonna, some uh, I'm going to throw some names out there. Yeah. But uh Stefan Lazmi, Blake oh. Ahern, so, I mean, that Blake Ahern was our starting point guard for more than half the season. So, I mean, that was the only season where they had to close the rafters since D-Raid, or like the 400, yeah. since D-Wade arrived. So that goes to show you, like you said, the fan base has been maturing or developing. And, and, yeah. Correct. Correct. And, right. It started with D-Wade. And then after that big three era, that's it. They were hooked and and they, they, they never left. So it, it's cool to see. So even though... You know, you do see a lot of, especially since there's so many people from the north down here, you see a lot of visiting fans. The the heat faithful is, is strong, so it's always good to see. All right, um, I guess before we, we uh, give our little predictions for the upcoming games, are you starting to worry? I know three-game losing streak, but more than anything, with the injuries piling up, are you starting to worry that things can kind of just uh, maybe get out of hand soon? No, I don't think so. I think... I think with the you know with the schedule that's coming up, uh, you know the Heat might have a couple of a couple of weeks where you know we we might be able to get by with a reduced lineup. You know you got the Pacers, you got um, you know a couple games against the Hornets, a couple games against the Bulls. So again, you know they're all winnable games. Um, so I'm not worried. What I am worried about is you know this fourth quarter issue, and it, and it seems to be more of a issue then you know it's it's that then you know a one or two time thing because it's trended and and like we said they've lost i think almost Five all the fourth quarters especially except oh, except, okay. except three uh, fourth quarters so that's where i think i'm the most 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 worried and, and i would love to see them win a couple fourth quarters even if it's a, you know in a loss or whatever but i would love to see you know the the starters win a fourth quarter um and i think that's where you know, maybe my, my worry will, will, will my, you know, I'll, I'll go down on, on the worry meter. Um, but again, I'm not really that worried but, uh, in terms of, you know, are we going to make the playoffs? Are we not? I'm not worried at all. I think the Heat make the playoffs without a problem. It's more so we need to win fourth quarters. And, and th- that's where the games are won. Well, from here until the next time that we are on here recording, we got three games. We got a, a back-to-back against the Pacers, which is, again, what, the same thing with the Bulls, which is really weird the way this schedule set up. So uh, on Thursday night, they play the Pacers in Miami. And then on Saturday, they play the Pacers in Miami. And then we go to Toronto on Wednesday. How are you feeling about the next three games coming up on the schedule? I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. And we're going to have to see how, you know, who plays, um, you know, in, in all the games. Because the Pacers, let me tell you, man, the Pacers have been scoring some really, really, really high numbers. I don't know if you've watched them or have been keeping track, man, but they had 136 in their – in the, uh, not their last game, but a couple games ago, 131 a game before that, 157 well, the, the leading the league in scoring. Yeah, so – and, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is woof, monster, yeah. bro, monster player. So, you know, they also got Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Um, you know, they still got Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. So – you know, they, they they had some good pickups in the offseason, um, you know, and I think, you know, it's going to be two really tough games. It's always tough against the Pacers, man. Oh, even going back to, you know, the the David West, uh, you know, the David West days, uh, you know, when, when we met them in the playoffs, you know, when they had George Hill and, and you know, that that team. Well, with, George. Uh, with, 
Yeah, George Hill, uh, Roy Hibbert. Uh, but, you know, the, it, the, the Pacers are just that, that one team. They're just annoying, man. So it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really, really tough. And, and then, you know, Toronto on the road. Again, Toronto on the road is a tough team to play at. I don't know why, but I hate playing Toronto. On, I really just hate playing Toronto, you know, in all the essence. I think it's, again, I think it's a winnable game. I think all these games, are all three are winnable. I think they can go 3-0 just as much as I think they can go 0-3. Um, you know, I'm gonna throw it up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two and one. You know, just just for shits and giggles, I'm gonna say two and one. But like I said, they can go three and zero oh, just as easy as they can go zero oh and three on this on this uh, three game stand. Uh, I'm gonna ride with you on that. I think they could be Toronto. Uh, I think they could also take because they're playing both games in Miami against the Pacers. I think they could definitely take one. I wouldn't be shocked if they take both. But respecting what the Pacers do offensively. I'll say that they split and they also go two and one. But like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they go three and zero, which would take them to either thirteen and eight or twelve and nine, which is still a pretty good start to season considering all the injuries that they've had. Uh, but one last question before we head out of here: the Pacers on these back to back, they play on Saturday, December second, but then they go to Vegas for that that in season tournament, that knockout rounds, and all that other good stuff. Do you think that they take into account that tournament at all? As far as resting players on Saturday, I mean, when's when's that next game that they play? Uh, that I'll, they would I'll play? Would they right play now. Monday? Yeah, I'm looking it up on their schedule too. But I, that's a really good question that that you Monday. Pose. Monday against yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, so I mean, they play. They, you know, they play the Heat tomorrow on Thursday. You know, so basically they have what three games in six days. I mean, look. Uh, they might consider resting some players on Saturday. They might, they might, you know, and, and it, it might all depend on what happens tomorrow. If you lose tomorrow, then maybe you, you got to go for the win. Re- absolutely. Maybe you don't rest Tyrese, you know, Halle Burton on, on Saturday, but you know, if you win tomorrow, definitely expect some of the players to rest or, or not rest, but maybe play, you know, some reduced minutes, you know, maybe 20, 22 minutes instead of their normal 30, 35 or 40 minutes. So that's what I think, especially going up against the, the Celtics, that that that's a nice matchup, man. Honestly, uh, I wasn't thinking about watching, you know, other teams this season, but I might watch that matchup, man. That that's a nice little game, man. Tatum versus Halliburton. Oof. Because I if, like if basketball. You think, yeah, if you think about it, the Pacers. I don't even think them themselves think that they'll ever win an NBA championship this year, right? Right. So at this point, you're three wins away from some type of hardware, the first ever champion. So would you put all your eggs in like? Effort. Let's go for these three wins because if they beat the Celtics, then they play either the Bucks or the Knicks in the Eastern. I don't know if you call them final, conference finals, whatever you call it, and then they go to the actual final. Like, do you kind of put all your eggs in that basket and like let's just go for a trophy? So that, that's just kind of what I'm curious about as far as Saturday's game. I mean, I being guess- yeah, being a Heat fan, me personally. I wouldn't do it. Like if I were the coach or if I were the owner of the Miami Heat franchise, I wouldn't put all my eggs in a basket. But, you know, we've also won three championships, you know, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. So, you know, I can't I can't really, you know, say I, if I'm if I'm an Indiana Pacer fan who hasn't won anything ever, um, you know, you're only some Eastern Conference finals and you lose in the finals. Well, then maybe you do. Um, you pose a really good question because it's similar to, you know, what Inter Miami did this season. You know, they were so well, that, far that, behind right. in the regular season and they threw all their eggs in, you know, winning the, the open you know, cup. The, right. No, no and, the and, open cup and the, and the league's, league's cup. cup. And, and that's what they did. So look, if you're a franchise that maybe, you know, you've never won anything, maybe you do. Why? Because, you know, publicity, 
you know, you can, might sell more tickets. And who who knows, man? Maybe you win and it sparks something. It could. Right. It could. You right, know, right, right. one of these one of these lesser, you know, talented teams or teams not expected to win, like you say, could essentially win this tournament and be sparked to win something else. You never know. So it's it, that that's why you gotta love the NBA, man. There's so many storylines, so many crazy things to talk about. Injuries, you know, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. I, I agree. I'm excited, man. I see I see Chris is, is commenting there. Rest, rest, rest. Uh, I, I'm assuming he wants the Knicks to lose so they can rest. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I, it's going to be interesting. Next week is that that, that tournament. So I'm kind of curious to see what it looks like, what the, the courts look like. And I'm kind of curious to see what the celebration is like. Like, do they go all out champagne because they won this? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it, it's cool. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you watching all, uh, listening all the way to the end. Please leave us a five-star review, comment, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and uh, stay tuned because we'll be back every Thursday. Today today's a Wednesday, but usually every Thursday, 9 o'clock, you watch us live. And um, let's see. Here's to another three, three wins, hopefully. So until the next one, have a good one.